Yo. There's certain things that I can talk to you about that I can't really with my dad. I don't think we should talk about this. Hi, this is Jen from Lynn and Jen's Spotlight on Sex for today. And this is Lynn. Yeah, I'm here with Lynn. And today we're going to talk about something that's happening locally. And what happened is that I read one of my Facebook friends' posts and she talked about an experience where she was on Muni and she was assaulted by this guy. And basically, he had come up to her while the train was very crowded and he um, rubbed up against her and he got hard doing that. And she then decided to go to the police and to bring it up and to report the incident after she saw him again doing it to another woman. And what happened is after she posted about it online, other women have come out about the same person and sharing their experiences. And so there's just a couple things that we want to address that we think are important around this vignette. First, Jen, to say that your friend was very, uh, she was brave to report it the second time, but even that brings up how difficult this is for men and women to report when they're in these situations. And actually, I'm remembering, I'm misremembering. (laughs) So what happened was she had seen it twice happening to another person, Mm -hmm. and she hadn't thought to report it then. But then when it happened to her the third time, she realized this probably isn't a one-time thing. This is a guy who is actively seeking this type of behavior, and that's what made her report it. So I'm sorry about that. I think we all confuse things when there's traumatic events involved because it's hard to remember the sequence of how things actually happen. This is it uh, in Muni in San Francisco. When we say locally, this is the train system that you and I take regularly. So we're familiar with it, and uh, we know a little bit about the process. Maybe to talk about, uh, did your friend express how badly she felt uh, when she had this experience? Oh, yeah. Message? She definitely felt very degraded by it and just disgusted and also angry. I think you have a mix of emotion. It It brings up fears about, am I really safe in a public space? Because, you know, the Muni train is something that a lot of people use as transportation daily. And how is that not a safe space for you? Right. And it brings up why people find it so difficult to report. Uh, yeah. Um, when we talked about this a little earlier, I had a similar experience in my medical school uh, library, you know, years and years ago and was in uh, an elevator in the library and uh, a man attempted the same interaction, which is kind of defined by Freud as froderism, when you have somebody trying to rub up against you and actually... Uh, become sexually aroused through that process. It's a sexual Uh, fetish. It is. Uh, And by fetish, we mean unusual behaviors that uh, are really not standard and develop often in a pathologic way for people. So that was scary to me when I remember it, even as a young person. And I didn't report to the library for several days. So it brings up how you're scared. You don't do what you might normally do. And I think I was shocked by the actual event. (laughs) 
I think it's a combination of shock and also just sort of disbelief. You know, you try to rationalize, oh, maybe it wasn't what I thought was happening. You know, maybe I just imagined it. And I think that happens pretty often when it's not something that's super egregious and you can just tell right away, you know, that something terrible has happened. So people start to question kind of like, okay, well, how bad is it? You know, they didn't do anything to me, but I feel terrible. And so I think there's a lot of mixed emotions floating around. Well, and it's also part of our culture. Many times individuals uh, don't define, you know, sexual abuse uh, unless it's uh, involving penetration. Right. So uh, froderism, where you have somebody rubbing against you, it's, it as you say, it's disgusting. Yeah. to the person perceiving it and shocking you're kind of unaware of what they're intending at that time and you're worried that more, more might happen yeah so there's a, a lot that goes along with all of it a couple of things other reasons i think people don't report is that they are traumatized by the experience because it's so sudden it's so shocking it takes away your sense of who you are so you have a kind of an acute stress reaction yeah to it where you you can't think clearly about what might be best to do and I, I think there we get back to our, this specific incident. It's important for anyone in uh, San Francisco Muni system right now to pay attention to this, to file with the police if you see these events taking place or experience them. We can take photos now, something we couldn't when I was in medical school. And you can take a photo of this event happening and text it to the police. And uh, that's actually how this guy has been identified. So they haven't been able to track him down, but he was identified. I believe, you know, uh, my Facebook friend told a friend of hers about this guy. He happened to see him on the Muni, took a picture, and then, you know, the... The person ran off before anything could be done, but this picture was posted on Facebook and spread around, and that's how this guy has been able to be identified. Right. That's that's very helpful to hear that. And it, it really, I think, demonstrates for our listeners that we are not victims, we are survivors, and we can take action you know, around these abusive situations. I think the other thing to recognize on top of that is that a lot of times people see it and they go, they see it and they think that it's a one-time experience. So it's sort of, okay, it happened to me, but it's not going to happen again. So I'm just not going to do anything about it. I'm going to try to move on with my life. And it's really recognizing that a lot of times this is part of a pattern and that it, it can escalate if not dealt with. Right. And that the behavior itself is damaging to those who are really suffering it. Yes. Well, Jen, thank you for bringing this up. It's definitely local, but I think it happens all over the world because apart from my medical school library elevator, I also experience this in other countries. So I know this is a worldwide issue. So I encourage others to take a stand against broderism. Yeah, it's a worldwide issue. And also it starts really young. I can't remember the hashtag right now. I wish I could. But there was a hashtag going around about girls and their first experience experience with sexual harassment. And a lot of the times it was in public, in some kind of crowded area, and being inappropriately touched and yeah. not understanding at the time that that is a form of sexual assault. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Let's talk about sex. 
This episode of Let's Talk About Sex with Lynn and Jen is not intended as a substitute for seeing your own mental health provider. We are here to initiate conversations about sex. Let's keep the conversations going. You can find us on Twitter at TalkingSexPod or email us at TalkingSexPodcasts at gmail.com. We also want to give special thanks to Nathan Diffie for our podcast cover art and our wonderful editor, Julia W.D. Harrison. Lynn Ponton and I, Jennifer Wong, are the executive producers.